Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Dear Growing Women's Podcast. I'm so glad that you are back this week. Last week's episode was amazing. Um, Even upon me re-listening to it, I felt encouraged, just really moved to put my disqualifications aside and allow what God has put in me and and what God has designed for me to take precedent. So if you've not listened to last week's episode, I hope you take a moment to go back and listen. We are continuing this journey in season four. This is our Say Yes season. And I am super glad that you are on this journey with me. So in the meantime, if you have not followed us on Instagram, please follow at Dear Growing Woman on Instagram. I am thinking, (laughs) and I've said this before, I'm thinking about doing a little bit of expansion. I have some other things and the plans to come out in this season. And I'm so glad that you are going to be on this journey with me. Like it makes a difference whenever you have people who support what it is that that you are doing. There are people that um, are blessed by whatever you put out. So if you are creative of any type, um, just keep going. Um, Right now, maybe the audience is not the size that you might think it should be at a certain stage, but it's reaching the right people in the right time of their lives. So I encourage every creative, go and be and do great things. All right. All right, here we go. We're going to jump into this week's episode. I'll be reading from Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. And I'm going to be coming from the New Living Translation. It says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. That's Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 through 10. My goodness, for you to hear that your heart is wicked. How does that make you feel? I know for me, it makes me feel as though I am living in a world where I I feel deceived a little bit. (laughs) A lot of times we hear the sayings to follow your heart and to, you know, that your heart will never lead you wrong. But according to the word of God, our hearts are are desperately wicked. Our hearts cannot comprehend the things of God. The title of today's episode was inspired by I was reading the scripture and I'm like, I, the Lord, I search the heart and I search the mind. I examine secret motives. And a lot of times we have blind spots in such a way that we do not see those secret motives that we have inside. Um, and they're often masked by trauma. They're often masked by experience experiences, by personal opinions, by ambition. A lot of times our secret desires are covered by those things. Um, Knowing that the Lord is the one that searches the heart and he can search every crevice of the heart. I titled this episode Search Warrant. And a search warrant is typically known in the law enforcement arena, right? 
We see it all the time on the shows where whenever they issue a search warrant, normally a search warrant is so it has to be signed by a judge or a magistrate authorizing law enforcement to conduct a search. That search can be on the person, it can be in a place, it can be in an automobile, but when they're searching, they're looking for criminal evidence, right? And then there's something called search and seizure. So search and seizure, if something is found and there is probable cause that that item or that thing is stolen, embezzled, or maybe it's contraband, or maybe it was gotten in an unlawful way, or it maybe it was used to commit a crime or to conceal a crime. The authorities have the power to search, and if they find it, they can seize it, they can take it. Have you ever considered allowing the Lord to issue a search warrant on your heart? Have you ever thought about allowing the Lord to search and take what doesn't belong? That's scary because a lot of times when you ask the Lord to reveal who you really are to yourself, um, when he reveals it, he reveals it beyond what you can sense and beyond what you can see with your natural eye. Sometimes what we know about ourselves are only have truths. We discover more of ourselves as we hide ourselves in Christ, right? We find more of our purpose. We find more of who God designed us to be in his will. Um, and the reality of life is that we don't fully know ourselves the way we think we do. And so when we allow the Holy Spirit to do a search and seizure of our heart and mind, He'll begin to, to bring things to the surface that we thought that we had buried things we thought that we had put away. And really what we did was block them out. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm really, really good at blocking out experiences until a moment comes, an opportunity comes, and something just triggers just that thing that I thought that I forgave or that little thing that I thought that I had gotten over. And the reality of it is when that trigger comes and I recognize, mm, God, what is that that I feel? What you feel is that thing really bubbling up. This is God letting you know that there's something more that I need to uproot in you. Um, in this season of saying yes and giving God a real yes, there are times when you're going to have to surrender things that we have hidden even um, and not healed from. And when you heal from something, yes, there is a scar, but anxiety from it and the behavioral response from it kind of disappears. I am almost certain that a lot of us don't even really consider allowing God to do a thorough search of our heart in our mind. Um, David says several times in the book of Psalms, um, he says several times to, you know, to test my heart, to try me and uproot anything that is not like God. David says in Psalm 26, verse two, test me, Lord, and try me, examine my heart and mind. Um, verse three says, for your faithful love guides me and I live by your truth. Notice that David does not say that he lives by his own truth, but he lives by the truth of God. And like I said before, we only know ourselves half way. Like it's, it's half true. Everything that we think and we believe about ourselves are half true because truth does not reside in us. Truth resides in God, right? And so we want to be able to be in such a space that we can trust God enough to say, you know what, God, 
Here is my heart. Here is my mind. Search it. And then I want you to seize anything that is a hindrance, that is a stumbling block, that can pull me back, anything that is a trigger, anything that will call residual pain. God sees those things. And and when you get to that space, it leaves you so vulnerable. And it's important to have the right people around you when you are that vulnerable. People that can pray for you people that can love you through and people that can speak the truth of God over you. We can get very hard on ourselves when the Lord starts to reveal who we are to ourselves and we find out that what we think and what we have thought about ourselves is not an accurate picture as to who we really are. I have recognized that on this journey, the Lord is showing me more and more some selfish ways that I have. And it's not that I'm like, uh, I'm not a stingy person. The traditional definition of what a selfish person is may not be me at all, but there are some ways that I have that are selfish ways. And you can try to dress it up as much as you want to, but there are things that selfishness piece that hurt my feelings like (laughs) I can't even lie that hurt my feelings like God you trying to say I'm like I'm selfish like for real like selfish selfish like maybe not self-centered but selfish like God I'm, I'm like I'm selfish for real and and he revealed that to me and it was hard that's a hard reality when you don't consider yourself you know selfish as compared to others because come on we compare ourselves to others right but but God wants us to be totally submitted and totally open to who he sees us as right and in order to do that we have to uproot selfishness and uproot the things that are in us and some of us we might be self-righteous we might feel like the only people right us we're the only ones right we are always right and our holy ghost is the only holy ghost that works and that's not the case in that we reveal some self-centeredness in that self-righteousness right some of the other things that the lord revealed to me concerning me was was that i make myself the fall guy I'll take the blame for it. Even if I have nothing to do with it, I will find a way to take the blame for things. And one, that's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. And then the people who should learn the lesson don't have the opportunity to learn it because I am forever jumping in and taking the blame for it or jumping in and trying to fix it. And, and, And I know I'm not the only person out there fixing trying to fix you know what I'm saying it's a lot of Olivia Popes out there we trying to fix everything make everything look just right so that nobody will think anything you know just trying to spare others pain but really what we're doing is shielding them from growth right anytime we intervene in someone's growth process we are a hindrance that's hard to digest. I know it is because it has been for me. Another thing that the Lord has shown me concerning myself is that I have a false sense of who I really am. And this is me being really vulnerable and opening up, having a false sense of who you are. You live from a pessimistic point of view. Not only that, the way you see yourself is skewed. Like it's it's not 
the way you see it's warped. It's not in its true form. It's, it's kind of like whenever people go through body dysmorphia after having weight loss surgery. And no matter how much, if you're looking at somebody on this journey and you're seeing the weight fall off of them, you're seeing their figure coming back, you're seeing all these different things, but all they can see is what's in their mind and it's body dysmorphia. They just don't think anything is happening. And then not only that, they don't feel like anything is improving. They don't see the changes. They don't see what's actually happening. And I think for me, it's the same way, except it's not a physical thing. It's an inside thing. That type of warped thinking about yourself and warped perspective of yourself, that can lead you to a space of feeling depressed and submitting to depression when in reality, you are growing, you are changing, but you have to change your perspective. You're looking from your mind, not necessarily looking from God's perspective of you, right? And so when you ask the Lord to search my heart, to search my mind, be ready for the real, be ready for it, and then feel all of those things, feel all of those things. But once he reveals that, that is not an invitation for you to quit, it's not an invitation for you to quit. It is simply an invitation for you to come closer. It helps you to recognize that God without you, I'm nothing. The song says, I'm like a ship without a sail. And if you don't know the importance of a sail to a boat, it guides, it guides, it guides. And so if you don't have a sail, you're wandering aimlessly, trying to find purpose, trying to look for love, trying to um, reach these ambitious goals and trying to put yourself at tables and in rooms in which you don't belong or trying to press forward in this life without the power of God working behind you. And this cannot happen in this season. So you have to stay focused. You have to stay buckled down. You have to stay, you have to keep your gaze on God at this point. You are in your say yes season, sis, where your gaze, your focus, your attention matters. Who are you giving all your attention to? Is that life-giving? Who are you spending all your time with? Is it life-giving? So I'm saying to you, to ask the Lord to search your heart and search your mind and seize anything in you that is polar opposite of what he wants to do in you and what he's doing in you. Anything that is the opposite works against what God is doing. We can't afford to do it this season. So on that note, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this listener. I thank you for this time that we've spent together. And I hope that something has been said that will change a life. I thank you that in this podcast were answers to questions that people have had. I thank you that this podcast will be the one that would help people to draw closer to you. As you search our hearts and search our minds, God, we're asking you to do it um, the way you know how. Um, don't hold back anything that is in us that is one, not like you, two, um, contrary to your will for our lives, three, anything that is a hindrance to us moving forward in you, God, uproot and seize it so that we can be more like you. 
and so that we can see ourselves the way that you see us. Change our perspectives. Change our change the way we see life. Change the way we see ourselves. Change the way we see you, even in this. As you reveal your will, reveal our hearts and reveal our minds. Help us to see you as Father. Help us to see you as guide and allow, help us to allow your Holy Spirit to be our guide and to be our teacher. We remain teachable in this season of our lives because we don't know it all. We're not self-righteous. We are not selfish or self-centered. We are you-centered. So God, I thank you for what you are doing in each listener's life. I pray, God, that something marvelous will happen this week to this person listening to this podcast right now. I thank you for your grace. Your compassions fail not and your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness towards us. And we declare your name great in this earth. And we thank you for who you are. We bless you and we give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.